Wow. What a rendition of Psalm 139. Well, the Psalms are reflections about God. That is, that's what they are. And Psalm 139 is certainly no different to that. It is a reflection about God. It's a reflection about also about who we are. And I don't know if you know, ever noticed it, but uh, Psalm 139 addresses God directly from beginning to end. And so the Psalm is a very personal one. And so the psalmist says right at the start, he says, you have searched me, Lord. And then right at the end it says, lead me in the way everlasting. It's a really personal psalm. And this psalm has uh, four great movements of six verses. And uh, so we're going to look at those four movements, and they each contain six verses. And they alternate from the inside to the outside, back to the inside, and back again out to the world. So the first section, if you're writing notes or you want to remember it somehow, you could call it, you know me. And that's inside. So let's have a look at the first six verses of this psalm. The psalmist says, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Psalmist says, you know me, God, you know me inside out. Upside down, back to front. You know every thought, you know every word, you know every action, you know every journey, you know every resting place. And this is a psalm that can be said by anyone. It's not a psalm for the special people, it's a psalm for the entire human race. It's it's, it's a psalm for people of every ability, disabled people, autistic people, people of every race, people of every tribe, God knows each of us. And the psalmist says this knowledge isn't to, is not a burden. It's not oppressive. He, he, he or she says this knowledge is too wonderful for me. In verse 6. Too wonderful for me. It's the psalmist is saying, I can't quite get how wonderful it is. And and it's a a knowledge that we've got to keep on working at every day of our lives. Your knowledge is too wonderful for me. But we know this, that that knowledge is grounded in God's love for you and for me. And we believe that each person is unique. Each person is special. Each person is to be loved because God has made us as unique and special, and that he loves us. Let me ask you a question. I wonder, what are the moments when you feel most unloved? But let me assure you, even at those moments, God is still with you. 
So inside, you know me, God. You know me in, on the inside. You know me all through. But secondly, the psalmist says in the next bit, he says in verses 7 to 12, he says, you're everywhere. God, you're everywhere. You are outside. So the psalmist says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me and the light become night around me, even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. So the psalmist is saying, you're not only in me, you're not a private God, you are the God of the entire universe. You are in every place, and therefore in every person. The whole human race is made by you, says the psalmist. And in this part of the psalm, what the psalmist is doing, he's testing and exploring those places where it's hardest to find God. It's easy to find God in the heavens. It's easy to, easy to find God in the familiar places. It's easy to find God in the morning light, the sunrise. But God is even in the hardest places. Sheol is the place of the dead. The sea is a symbol of chaos and danger. Darkness is a place of fear and ignorance. But the psalmist proclaims loud and clear, God is even here. And when we're in those places, those places of darkness, when life is challenging, when life is difficult, when we meet prejudice, when we meet cruelty or exclusion, God brings us strength and comfort and order and peace. There is nowhere where God is not. So let me ask you another question. Where are the places where you feel out of touch with God? And let me assure you, God is there. So inside, God, you're, you're, you know me on the inside, you're there on the outside, but thirdly, the psalmist says, you made me. And so the psalmist is saying, it's inside again. We've gone inside, out, back to inside again. Verses 13 to 18. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God. How vast are some of them. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. You made me. You made me. You made me. You made me. 
You put the accent in different places in those three words and that sentence comes across with a great deal of different meaning and yet it's all true. It's only three words, you made me. So I want you to try that with me. I want you to put the accent the first time around on the first word, which is you. The second time around on the second word, which is made. And the third time around on the third word, which is me. So the first time we're going to put the accent on you. Are you ready? You made me. Second time around, you made me. And the third time around, you made me. It comes across as an awe and wonder. God made me and you. It was you, God. You were there in my mother's womb. You knit me together. You formed me in the secret places. And these are words that everyone can say. Every single person around the world can say that. Because it is true. You made me. And as we say those words, it maybe it brings to mind words from Genesis chapter 1. Genesis 1 verse 31 says, God saw everything that he had made and behold, it was very good. Very good. You and I are part of God's creation. People with different abilities and disabilities are part of God's good creation. Each is to be loved. Each has many gifts. And all draw love from one another. And all point to the grace of God individually and together. It was you, God, all along. Let me ask you a wondering question. I wonder. What are the parts of you which you find most difficult to accept as wonderfully made? And finally, we reach the last section of the psalm, the last six verses, and we could call this, Lead me, Lord. Lead me, Lord, out to the world. If only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist is saying that all is not well with, with the world that God has made. All is not well. There is cruelty, there is hatred, there's violence and there's despair. And some of that, the psalmist is very open about this, some of it comes from wicked people. And so the psalmist is praying a prayer. He's saying, help me to pray your kingdom to come. Help me to use my gifts to build a better world. Help me to pray that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. But there's also a, a, a challenge in this because there's these difficult words about hating those who hate the Lord and uh, you know, uh, boring those who are in rebellion against God. And so we're challenged, aren't we? That we've got to go even further than this beautiful psalm. 
and to ask God to help us not to hate those people, but to overcome evil with good and to forgive, because that is the way of God's beautiful Son, Jesus. And so when hatred and cruelty are too hard to understand, help me still to love. Help me to remember where we began, that you know me and you love me. Help me to be honest with you, God, and with others. Search my heart, O God, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. Maybe just in a moment of quiet, just hold before the Lord's Maybe just even one verse of that psalm that speaks to you right now. And in the quiet, just uh, dwell on those words and ask the Lord to speak through them to you. Father, thank you for this psalm. Thank you for its honesty and its earthiness. Thank you that it speaks to us right now where we are and who we are. Thank you, Lord, that you know us. And thank you, Lord, even though you know us, you still love us. Thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your Son, Jesus, has done everything that is needed for us to come and know you too. In his name we pray. Amen.